welcome to tonight's episode of the Group Therapy Podcast. Again, we have Latrum Soul back again. He's going to be telling us about his his horror movie convention coming up in September in uh, uh, blah blah blah. I just drawn a blank um, in Virginia. <laughs> Please tell us about what's coming up, sir. Well, we're very excited. We have a, a, a great um, group of people that are excited about coming, all kinds of different vendors. Uh, we have uh, the different movie stars that are going to be there. And, um, you know, it's going to be a great time for everybody. Uh, I talked to a, a great group of people that are very excited about coming out there and scaring lots of people. So it looks like our haunted house is going to be going on very good and very strong. Um, Yes. Yeah. That that's uh I'm I'm not gonna lie. That that is one of the coolest ideas. The haunted house that you have to get through to get to the convention is 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 great. I, I love that idea. Um that that it just seems like although knowing me, I'd be the one just okay, I'm back, not gonna run back around and go back in line. <laughs> I love the haunted houses. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's a fun concept. We have, a, you know, a haunted house for the adults and, uh, you know, maze for the kids to go through. So that way, you know, kids, uh, the kids don't get scared, but they can go through and have some fun. And then we have one for the the adults to have a little bit more fun. Um, you know, I'm not going to give away too many secrets that go inside there, but, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty good area, you know, yeah. a lot of fun. Um, I've been check. I've been watching your lineup since you we had the, the the first interview, and your lineup has just been growing and getting bigger. And the one that gets me is that you got the devil himself from Reaper. <laughs> uh, you got Ray Wise. That that's that's great. I mean, he is he's that that that's that's a definite definite definitely a big one right there. So um and and uh you got a pumpkin head you got pinheads you got leatherface um tell us some of the other other people we've got coming well um i have uh uh brad lord and he played um michael myers he's going to be out there uh we have bonnie morgan uh she was uh, the girl that crawled out of the well and came through the TV just to see you guys. So uh, the ring lady herself, uh, which is Samara, uh, her real name is Bonnie. She's going to be there. Awesome woman. We have her father, who actually was the stunt double for Cujo, uh, and that is Gary Morgan. He's be there. I'm so excited about him because he was in, uh, you know, Logan's Run. He was in Back to the Future. He's been in a lot of really cool movies. Um, we also have uh, Miguel Nunez, and he's he was in Scooby-Doo. Uh, he was in um, uh, Friday the 13th, the, the New Beginning. And, uh, you know, he was in uh, Return of the Living Dead back in the day. Uh, and uh, apparently, uh, this one was new to me because, you know, uh, I am such a horror character, and I, I love horror movies and scary movies. But he was also in a comedy called Juanja Man. Yep. So that's a that's was really cool. Um, we also have, uh, uh, of course, we have Pinhead, you know, which uh, was uh, Paul uh, Paul Taylor. So I'm excited to have him. We have the gentleman 
created uh, the, the Cinefights for Cinematic. And uh, he also was the director and he starred in uh, Halloween Judgment as the auditor. So, you know, Gary's going to be coming out there. So I'm really excited about him. He's been a special effects artist for over a hundred movies. Um, who else do we have? Of course, we, you know, we have Andrew, uh, which mm -hmm. is Leatherface. And um, uh, we have Debbie coming, and she was in April Fool's Day, Real Genius, a couple of the movies that uh, wax were. So, yeah, I mean, the, the lineup is great. 12 amazing people. And I have vehicles this year. So, um, the first year we, we did, uh, you know, the Ecto 1, which is really cool. And Ecto 1 is coming back again for the third time uh, this year. Um, we're excited because we're going to have the Mad Max vehicles. And I'm super excited about this one. I almost died uh, trying to get this one to agree to come. He, he almost took my head off. But I have the Jeepers Creepers um, truck coming from the actual movie. That's pretty cool. The, the Mad Max stuff, I love. I am a uh, huge Mad Max fan. I got, I got lucky the other day. just happened to go to a garage sale just out of the blue. Nothing was at this garage sale except for on this one shelf was the one eighteenth die cast interceptor on the shelf. And I was like, is that for sale? And he's like, yes. I was like, then I need that. <laughs> but uh that that's yes. yes. Uh you got you got the interceptor, you have uh um uh you have Lord Humongous's vehicle, if I seen the pictures correct. Um, I'm not sure which ones they are. Uh, you know, I, I, I want to go and take a good look at them uh, later on this uh, before the season. And hopefully I can drive them and do, uh, you know, a little commercial uh, interview with the, uh, the owners. So uh, we'll get more detail on that soon. But yeah, I'm super excited about that. And uh, the, the other one that I'm really excited about is we have the, the gentleman that played the leprechaun. And he's the body double for Chucky coming as well. That's a uh, Lyndon Polvo. So, yeah, um, the the one that, that one through me is is uh, I grew up, became an adult, and then I saw the pictures of the stunt double for Cujo in the costume, and I was like, that doesn't seem right. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, you guys think about it uh, back then and even today with uh you know we can't hurt the animals no no you know no. all the scenes where they're putting them or, or you know rolling around you can't really hurt the animals so they they used a stunt double yeah and uh they did a really good job with uh with the angles and the way that they made it look like uh the real uh dog but in fact it was a man in a suit yeah that, that was impressive because that movie came out in like what 1983 or something like that. that. That was really good for the time. I didn't, I was shocked at how good that was. It's like I said, I always thought it was an actual well trained dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It ends up being a stuntman. Um, uh, what, what are your dates for your, for your con down there? Well, it's uh, it's here in Virginia. We're going to have it in Hampton, Virginia, and it's uh, September seventeenth and eighteenth this year. So it's a two-day event. We're going to have the, uh, of course, the the haunted house for people. We're going to have the celebrities. We're going to have uh, the costume contest. We're going to have the knife fighting competition. 
uh, we're going to have the uh, the makeup competition where people actually have to make people like you into people like me uh, in front of everybody's eyes. They, they get three and a half hours to create something. It's kind of like our version of Face Off called Monster On. And, um, you know, get to see the vehicles and, of course, the VIP party. So we're, we're really excited about it. Now, now, what does the VIP party imply? What, what, what comes with that? Oh, well, you know, basically what it is, um, you get a goodie bag, you get an hour free admission uh, before everybody else. So it's like everybody goes in there at 11 o'clock, the VIP holders can get in there at 10 o'clock. And also they have a party and uh, the VIP party is the after party where, you know, we have a DJ, some food, mix and mingle, and uh, some of the celebrities are going to party with them. So it's, it's pretty fun. Cool, cool. Um, well, uh, what what are your what are your ticket prices right now currently? And I forgot one thing. I'm sorry. That's all right. Uh, well, if you get it right now, they range from uh, fifteen dollars uh, to twenty five dollars online. Okay. Um, what did you forget about? You said you forgot something. I forgot that uh, the uh, behind. Uh, the celebrities nope. them are thrown into a, a bucket and we get to choose their names one at a time and they get to win uh, one of the banners and it's autographed and signed by the, uh, the, the celebrities. So they take home a little bit of uh, memorabilia. Awesome. That, that is cool. Getting the, getting the big banner from the thing. Um, you, you posted the other day, you had the, uh, the artwork that you had gotten done. Who did your artwork for those? For the, for the, for all. The oh, that's my friend Stephanie. Yeah, you know, she's, uh, she's a really good, if you go on to uh, the Haunted Screams Expo and look at the artwork, uh, we tagged her on it. Uh, Stephanie's really good. She's a, she's an amazing artist and, and a lot of commission work. And that's, uh, that's actually how we became friends. And, you know, I bought a couple pieces from her already. And I, I, I look forward to uh, buying a lot more. Uh, cool. It, it is. It is a really nice piece of artwork. The pieces of artwork, more than one. Uh, I'm. I was impressed. I thought they looked really nice. Um, and and uh, for the vendors out there, are you, how are your vendor tables? You, are you still have any available? We have a few left. Okay. And uh, you know the vendors are very excited about. It. I'm excited about the vendors that we got. Uh, you know we got a, a lot of really cool vendors this year. Uh, we got people that are that. Uh, have lots of masks we have a uh, a um a person that actually has a halloween shop on their own uh which is uh Hergel's, uh halloween house they'll be there we have just a little hocus pocus they're going to be there um we have uh, uh scar stones and stars i think that's what it was but uh they're going to be there they're amazing they have uh, all kinds of little trinkets and stuff and stones and you know crystals um we have uh some t-shirt people that are going to be there this year uh figurine people uh we have some people that do 3d printing um i'm talking to a couple people and uh hopefully everything's going to work out with that but we're gonna have somebody that actually makes tombstones there uh we're gonna have uh the uh some guy that makes death trees which like uh these trees that are made out of foam that look like skeletons that like the fingers are the branches and 
the body turns into like a tree with like the ribs and it's pretty cool looking actually awesome. um you know so we got lots of lots of different things that i'm really excited about and you know um i might end up leaving with a lot more stuff than i'm coming home with you know when i when i go and set up i'm gonna probably end up coming home with a lot more and of course, you know, uh, we have a booth set aside for you if you do come by, you know, because we talked about that. Yeah, yeah. And it, it'd be great, you know, uh, you know, and then we have uh, we have scares that cares. They're going to be there, you know, setting up their booth. We have the uh, the Halloween daily uh, daily news that's going to be there. So we're excited about them. Uh, you know, of course, the Ghostbusters, uh, they're going to show up, you know. So, yeah, lots of cool vendors. Uh, do you have any of the uh, um, uh, like DVD or at this point not DVDs, but the the Blue Bay production houses? Any of those coming? Like, uh, we actually have uh, a few guys, uh, uh, the ind independent film uh, companies that are going to be there. Uh, right now, we have three that uh, are locked in uh, that are going to be there, and they're going to be selling their products. And we're actually going to make a movie viewing room so you could actually uh, watch some of the indie films. And uh, you know, I'm talking about the uh, the Hellraiser guys as well, and seeing if we can uh, show uh, judgment. Uh, Hellraiser Judgment there at Haunted Screams Expo. So, so I'm going to have, you know, uh, a little reunion where they, they haven't seen each other um, together since that movie. So it's going to be really fun putting all of them together. It'd be nice to have a nice, nice Q&A afterwards where you watch the movie, then you get to talk to them. That'd be awesome set up. Yeah, yeah. You know, Q&A is always, always fun with Q&A. Q&A's are fun. Uh, I was going to ask you about viewing rooms, but you answered that question. Oh, okay. Uh, um, now, do you have any uh, openings for people, say, that can't make it, who would like to get their movies to you to be viewed? Um, you know, that's uh, if basically what I'm going to do is, you know, if you uh, if you can't pretty soon, I always wait till later on, like probably August, and I'm going to really start out on Facebook and Instagram and and Twitter and YouTube and all that. Uh, the different vendors that we have and uh, really push uh, their links so that if you can't come to the screens, at least you can go and support them and, and, and buy buy some stuff from them. Like, you know, uh, the, the independent films that uh, are being created. So, you know, where to buy their movie or, you know, uh, some of the people that have Etsy shops or, or even people that just sell it on Facebook or, or marketplaces, you know, it, it'd be good to, to support uh, local people and help out the little people as well. Cool. And, and it, it does help a lot. Even if you, I mean, you help them get anybody's name out there, even if one person sees it and falls in love with it, you know, it always helps them. So, um, with, with your with your guest list, like I said, it's a it's a pretty good sized guest list. Um, did did you get anybody that that you just did not think you were going to get that you were able to like, man, I got them hooked. Holy, I, I got them. That's awesome. You know, somebody that you didn't think you were going to be able to bring in. Well, I've been actually trying to get um, Lyndon for uh, two years now. So I'm really surprised that I ended up getting him. I just thought, you know, I, I'm going to try to book him. He's not going to be available again. And lo and behold, he was. And the, the other one that really shocked me was, uh, you know, Ray Wise, because uh, Ray's always a, a very busy man. And, you know, uh, he's got uh, such a, a good following and, and uh, he's, he's a really 
really nice guy when, when it comes to things. And it's like, wow, I got the devil. I can't believe that. And everybody's like, well, you know, he was, uh, he was on Twin Peaks. And I said, of course, of course, but I got the devil. You know, that's what I was excited about. Oh, yes. Um, now, how did how'd that go? Did, did you just call him up because you'd previously worked for him? Or... <laughs> Well, you know, I left a message and of course, you know, the devil doesn't li like it, like me talking to him because he says I talk way too much. So I had to, uh, you know, talk to his secretary. And uh, while I was waiting in the in the waiting room, me and Beetlejuice had a long conversation. It took about a year. But after we got done with that, we were like, hey, man, high five. Okay, guess what? He said yes. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, that 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 is a uh, one that uh, I I'm I'm been re rearranging my schedule, trying to figure out what's going on up here because I I'm trying to get down there. That's my goal for September. Um, we uh my my wife just started a new job literally today. Today's her first day at her new job. Um, so that's a weekend. So we're gonna work on that. Um. So she might not be able to go, but we're going to see. We're, we're, we're working on it currently. So, <laughs> but it is my goal. Well, I hope you do. I hope you make it. Yes. Um, I, I want to I show up. Um, I, I don't know if I would show up as a store because that's a lot of stuff to drag behind me. <laughs> um, well, you know, just like, you know, bring a little banner and, you know, I'll have a table and chairs for you and, you know, you'll be sitting in a little booth and, you know, you can sit there and, and promote uh, your, your podcast and, yeah. and tell people who you are. That's right. Um, now, with, with doing this convention year after year, um, is there, have you found it getting easier or have you found it getting more difficult just because you're growing? You know, I think, um, I think that as we grow, it becomes more fun and more challenging. But at the same time, it just it's, it, it keeps me very excited, you know. And um, I, uh, I already actually have uh, some of the, the celebrity guests lined up for next year. So it, it's definitely uh, getting, getting the word out. And, uh, you know, very excited about that. And I just wish that, you know, I could get to the steps that I want in the future in my head now, but I have to be patient and I know that. Oh yeah. Uh, um, that's what I'm currently doing literally as we speak. My convention is in two weeks, two weeks from yesterday, actually. Um, wow. We were supposed to not run it till November. It got pushed up because of the venue wanted it now, uh, which is a mall, but uh <laughs> they wanted to start running something. So I was like, okay, I can do what I can. I was like, it's not going to be as good as what I can do in November, but we're still going to make it as good as we can. So we're busting our butts now. And, and it's our first one back since the pandemic, um, which literally I've told this to other people. Um, the, we got our venue confirmation on a Friday because the mall was going to let us run it. Uh, we got our room, everything, because we're going to use a uh, um, an old storefront. Um, so I was going to announce everything on Monday, and then they closed down Ohio in on Sunday. So, <laughs> wow. 
Yeah. So all that hit in a three-day mark, a three-day space. So literally, I kind of got a little disheartened, and now I'm getting it back, and I'm now I'm feeling it again, and and it, it's fun. Um, hopefully, we got we've got a tentative guest for our November show, and it is uh, um, somebody who's been in Scream and in Nightmare on Elm Street, but it's not one of the main actors, so I can't really say too much outside of that, um, but it's, it's, a, uh, it's tentative, so we're, we're, we're hoping that that all comes to fruition, and uh, so... That, that that that's kind of my semi announcement for my show for November. that's great that's great yeah, yeah. um yeah. i'm i'm uh, a friday the 13th guy and i and i i'm i'm scream but i i i i'm gonna people are gonna hate me for this i really like scream one and then the other ones I just think are okay, and three is not. And three I don't much care for, but the other ones I think are okay. I mean, One is great. It's it's a. Uh, I think the reason why is because when you create something like Scream, it was original, mm-hmm. and you know it's like she has two crazy guys that watched way too many horror movies, and they stuck to the rules, but they they kill, and it was that twist at the end. And once you did that, it's it's hard to top that because then people are expecting it. Yeah. So I, I get what you're saying. You okay. know, I understand that. Yep. I'm a big fan of all the movies, but it, yeah, it's it's hard to to make franchise so better than the first one. Oh yeah, and and there's very few movies. I mean, outside of like you know, Friday Thirteenth Part Three was the I think that you know outdid one and two, um, but then again, it was. 3d back in the day it introduced the mask and stuff um you know and then of course nightmare on elm street as much as nightmare on elm street is awesome i still like three but i still don't think i'd like nightmare on elm street one more or three more than one but it's close really close all right yep um (laughs) okay is there somebody that you really want to get for your con that you're working for maybe for down the road you got like a dream guest that you really got to have hmm i think right now um because i've had i've had you know the, the 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 privilege and the honor of getting really cool people to come out uh, you know, especially characters, but um, on the top of the list, I would have to say is uh, if we can grow big enough, there's there's two people that I really want to get, and I know that the the convention has to be a lot older and it has to be a lot bigger mm-hmm. uh, to, in order for to get these people. But I would love to get Elvira, and uh, you know, I I would love to get you know uh, Robert Eman, you know, uh, Freddy Krueger himself. So I think those are the, the two top ones that I'm shooting for. And let's uh, let's just see how long it takes before I can get them. Well, as, as fast as you're growing, it's it's probably a year, probably next year, maybe the year after, but it's it's going to happen soon. So well, I have to. Yeah, because I went back and was looking at some of the pictures from your, your previous years. And I'm like, man, seeing those first couple of years that you took pictures of and then, the you know, last the last one and stuff, I'm like, Man, I was like, I don't know how you've done it. it. It's amazing. You've done you've done a fantastic job of growing. 
So I, I got to give you. thumbs up to you, sir. <laughs> See, it's that whole fact is that you, you, know, it's, it's... you got the devil on your side as you've seen that he will be here at the next show. <laughs> well, you know, and uh, I, I do, you know, I owe it to the fans and, um, you know, I, I listen to them and I talk to a lot of people and, and they give me their insights and, you know, I, I really, I really enjoy pleasing, uh, you know, the fans. So if they can make suggestions on how to improve things, I take it to the heart and I, I try to make it better, bigger and better each time. Uh, you know, honestly, I didn't even think about doing a knife fighting competition, but somebody brought it up and they thought it'd be really cool to see some of the horror icons going at it with knives. Uh, and I was like, well, how can we do that safely? So I talked to uh, David about it okay. and uh, David, you know, he's a, a knife uh, instructor and, you know, I was like, how can we do that safely? And he he showed us these really cool little knives that light up and, and make noise and it's like playing tag with each other. So uh, I said, why not? And, you know, uh, people had a really good time doing that. And now I've got people calling up and they're like, are you doing it again? Because this time I want to do it. So, you know, it's that's something new and interesting. Um, there are things in the future that I would like to do. Uh, but, you know, I'm not going to disclose that until we can actually lock it in and, and make it blow up. But um, I really want the, the convention to have something going on all the time. You know, we'll have the daytime and then we'll have the nighttime stuff and, you know, uh, just a lot of energy and a, a lot of good, uh, good vibes going on everywhere. Yeah. Everybody can have a good time. Yeah. Um... Here, here, I have I have two questions I, I forgot to ask you last time I had a conversation with you. All sure. Right. Number one question. All right. I grew up in the 80s and I'm a DD d guy. Grew up on Dungeons and Dragons, been since I was a kid. And uh, Devil has nothing to do with D&D, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. I enjoy D&D. It's, it's a very fun game, you know, and, and sometimes... Um, I don't know if you actually watched uh, 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 the Big Bang Theory, and uh, me and my friends, we got together and we decided, you know, for one day, we are going to do whatever the dice say to do. So uh, we were like really bored in the morning and we're like, all right, are we going to go out and eat? Are we going to stay home? Let's dice roll. So we 20 sided dice and see what it comes up. And then we're like, okay, we're going out. Now let's see what we're going to do. And then we wrote up a list and then we roll our six sided and we're like, okay, this is where we're going to eat. Let's go. You know, and we did that all day. It was so much fun. So we played, you know, Dungeons and Dragons uh, role play uh, in reality world. And it was, uh, it was very interesting. The outcome. Okay. That, that's funny. I, I, that, that, that would be fun. Um, the other question was, a friend of mine, back when I was in elementary school, his mom thought that the, the true devil's music was Christian rock because it was the devil sneaking in, pretending to be Christian rock. And that's how the most satanic rock and roll was Christian rock. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> that's an interesting theory. Um, you know, I have to do some research on that one and get back to you. <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of like when they say, you know, you could play music backwards and, and get those 
the the lyrics and uh, secret messages. You know, unfortunately, I never heard one, but I'm trying to. I, I got myself a record player uh, just last year, and I got a bunch of albums. I've been like playing backwards just to see if I could hear my voice. Just to see, I go. I did a lot of recording at one point, and it's still not on anybody's album. I know it, right? And it, it, it's sad. But maybe it's one of my friends that's another demon that uh, might have theirs on, on there. I'd be like, oh, look, it's Frankie. No, oh, well. But the only thing I've ever learned is, is if you play an album backwards, it, it messes up your needle. So that's the only hey. thing I've ever learned. We do that then. Yeah. So um, let's see. You got, you, you have a great bunch of people coming to your show. You've got some really cool things going on. You've got the, the vehicles. You've got, you know, from the Ecto-1 to the Jeepers Creepers truck to Mad Max vehicles. You have um, the haunted house. Plus, you have a, a maze for kids. Um, you have a VIP party. Um, let's see what else. You have the devil. Uh, <laughs> um the one, the one I, I like is that you did get a older um, actor, um, you know, stuntman, because you know he said he he was in Logan's Run, he was in, uh, he was the dog from Cujo, uh, the stunt dog from Cujo. Um, I, I like that. I like that when 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 you know, uh, especially uh, convention, you know, promoters and stuff look past what you know a certain era of, of horror movies because a lot of horror conventions you get 80 to 2000 if you're you know and occasionally you'll get the guys in the early you know the seven but you know you have you got from logan's run which was the 70s you got you know cujo which is the 80s and that's early 80s and i, I like that i i like that you have a wider um you know, because you got them, and then you've got the guys who are doing uh, the new Hellraiser stuff now, which in the last couple of years, and that is a big window of talent and and people that you can pull from. So I, I appreciate that a lot. And you know, uh, we're we're excited about having uh, the American Werewolf in London too. Oh yeah, you know, uh, he's very classic. You know, and uh, to this day, you know, uh, the, the transformation that they did in the film is one of the iconic roles when it came to seeing a man go from a human form to a werewolf. I mean, that, that's it, it was epic. Oh, it, it's amazing. Um, and th this is going to sound goofy, but it is something I literally will sit down and just watch that transformation. Because you watch it, and it's so much of it is on camera, in the moment. None of you, know, of course, none of the CGI because that didn't exist yet. But knowing that there is a guy there, laying on the floor or in the floor, uh, you know, and it looks painful. It looks like he is legitimately going through pain, and it's it's all prosthetics. It's all uh, you know, animatronics, it's, it's, uh, you know, wires and cables and, and foam latex, and it still looks beautiful to this day. And, <laughs> and it, it, it is, it is a thing of beauty. And it's that and the thing, the transformations in the thing are, are two that I can go back and rewatch constantly. So, 
and, yeah. and you know and that's why it's like it, it's a, it's a great honor to have you know gary come and, and and mike come because you know they're they're very old school when it comes to creating things and, and making monsters come to life mm-hmm. so it's all special effects stuff to them and and they they don't really work with the cgi and and you know i personally like that yeah well people get me on this one is i think that there is a nice median in current films that the 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 old school original latex animatronics and a little bit of cgi to make it just just tweak out the 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 lines or the the wires and stuff like just to clean it up not to go overboard on it but just to clean it up um so it's it's funny because i i I watch a lot of movies and and i i joke around that i'm sometimes i have to go back a generation on on the media that i'm watching it on because the current like laser like uh laser disc uh blu-ray and 4k the picture's too crisp and clean and i don't like that because then you can see the wires you can see the imperfections easy but if you go back to DVD, sometimes, you know, it, it, it's just fuzzy enough and just imperfect enough that it looks really good. I, as, as that's, I don't know, that, that's the way I look at it, I guess. But uh, maybe, maybe that's just me. I don't know. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I agree, you know, it's, it's, it's always good to have the illusion and, and things come to life. But if it's too sharp and you start seeing the, the, uh, the things that are supposed to be hidden, mm-hmm. it kind of ruins it. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I was buying the Godzilla movies on Blu-ray and I stopped because I love Godzilla. And when you can see the beautiful crystal clear picture with the wires coming down and holding up the tail and stuff like that, I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> I know it's there. I'm not, I'm not four, but I'm still four because I want my Godzilla to look like a monster on the screen. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. You know, Godzilla is real. You know, uh, it's just, it, he's too big to put on camera and they, they use a stunt double, uh, you know, with the wires, but you know. Oh man. Um, you, you're talking about this. I, I have, I, I got to bring this up. So if anybody remembers this, uh, years ago, um i want to say it was the south park guys we're going to do a movie where all the kaiju movies that japan was releasing here in america were misunderstood because kaiju actually attacked japan all the time and they sent them over here to america to warn people not to come to japan because the monsters attack all the time and i don't know whatever happened to it because i thought that would be great that that the the monster movies were real that that it was just americans just thought they were fake monster movies they go to japan they go see where they made these movies and then then they'd be attacked by giant monsters so but uh that'd be interesting to watch i've watched that one um okay i gotta ask you this uh you're talking about your knife fights and stuff like that uh will we be seeing you perform in a knife fight Oh, no, 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 no. I have to, like, make sure nobody gets hurt. You know, I tried, like, slashing around, and then somebody stabbed me, and I was like, oh, that wasn't very fun. (laughs) 
will your sidekick Dave be performing? I don't know. We, you know, we'll have to ask him that one day. Yeah. Oh, is he is he around? We can talk to him sometime here in a little bit, right? Yes. Yeah. He's he's probably in the other room, you know, typing and doing Dave doing, stuff, whatever. Doing the work. Um, what else have you got going on besides the convention right now? Oh, well, you know, I'm just going to go visit some people and, uh, you know, it's it's really cool because it is the season of, of cons and I can go around and, and meet everybody and, and, and start talking. I'm going to be doing a, a, a toy review real soon, uh, you know, because I got the, uh, the trick or treat uh, Chucky uh, in. So I'm going to do a toy review with that. Um, you know, and, and just do uh, some other videos and, and talk about uh, the things that are coming out uh, with, uh, you know, Spirit of Halloween and the stuff coming out in, uh, in Home Depot and, and Lowe's just started up with uh, with their line of stuff. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. I can't wait for that because uh, my, my werewolf is lonely. So I need something to go with my, my big animatronic werewolf I got last year. So I... <laughs> I need something to go with him this year. So, well, I mean, uh, they have a uh, Home Depot actually has that that ten foot werewolf that is supposed to be uh, electronic and moves around and stuff. And I was like, wow, it's ten foot. I mean, everybody's like, oh, I thought it was going to be twelve. It's okay, ten foot is huge anyway. See, I, I would love to have that, but I have a tree in front of my house, so I don't know what I would do to be too big. I could peek around the tree, you know. To, it, it was funny because we put the we put the our, my werewolf out on the porch last year on Halloween and and unfortunately with weather and everything else like that um, they postponed it to us actually on a Saturday afternoon so I didn't get to enjoy my werewolf out in the dark and messing with the little kids but everybody who came by had to get their picture taken with the werewolf so my picture <laughs> my werewolf got all these pictures while I'm out taking my uh my youngest son trick-or-treating and then i found out that i was getting pictures taken of me while i was taking my <laughs> trick-or-treating because i was an adult in a full costume because that's what i do so i think that's, oh, you know, but that's great that's great do that yeah. you know and, and i think and that's that's the one thing that i love about halloween it, it gives us the excuse to, to become children again and dress up and run around and have fun where people aren't going to look at you very weird you know, it's like I tell everybody, you know, when I go out during Halloween, people just look at me like I'm one of them, which is great. But if I go out to, uh, you know, the beach, say, during July, I get different looks. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. It's it's uh, I, I love and and I've done this since I was since my my older boys who are now adults. I, I took them trick-or-treating. I'd always like wear a helmet or, or a mask or something and take them out. And now that my youngest, I take him out and um, I've always dressed up except for one year. He decided he did not want me to dress up and go with him. So I was like, all right, I won't dress up. I won't do it. And then we get out, we get in the car, we go step foot out of the vehicle to go start trick-or-treating. He decides that he wants me in the costume. And I'm like, bud, daddy left the costume at home i don't i i can't drive all because we, we actually left town we went to a uh town south of us but uh so now now i get in the costume uh i did three years ago i did godzilla so i had one of the big inflatable godzilla costumes um the year before i was uh, a stormtrooper i have a full set of stormtrooper armor 
last year I was a Sith Lord from Star Wars. Um, this year I'm going to go as, uh, did you see Into the Spider-Verse? Yes, uh, yeah. yes. I, I'm going to go as, as uh, Peter B. Parker. I'm going to go as the old man Spider-Man with like the bathrobe and his sweatpants. So I have a full Spider-Man costume. Cool. So I'm going to go as that <laughs> Peter Parker for Halloween and take him trick-or-treating. So because I'm not young anymore and I'm, I, I can't, as much as I work out, I still got kind of a gut, even though it's, it's but the Spider-Man costume does not hide that in any way, shape, or form. Well, you know, in, in certain characters, you could get away with it. I know uh, David used to do uh, Deadpool, and when he got out of shape, he still did Deadpool. He just put slippers and a robe on. That's what I'm going to do right there. And people were like, what's going on? And he's like, well, I'm retired. So, you know, and you make a couple movies, you get lazy. I was like, I, I, oh, I told my, my, my wife, I was like, maybe I'll just get really, really into working out and just cut all, all, all the bread, cut everything out for like going from October 1st to Halloween so I can get all this weight, get cut, and then do it for one month and then eat all the Halloween candy and then ruin it the next <laughs> You know, you got to have goals and, yes. you know, it, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Um, oh, I have to ask, did you ever have a favorite Halloween costume as a kid? Um, well, you know, I tried dressing up as different characters and people, uh, they, they, they kind of looked at me weird. So I stopped doing that. Um, I remember I, I got dressed up one time as a Ghostbuster and, and kids were like, later, what are you doing? And I was like, okay, I'll go put my clothes back on. And uh, I tried uh, getting dressed up one time and uh, it was really cool because, you know, I got everything together and I, I put on uh, the Doctor Strange costume and I was really happy. And then they looked at me and, and they said that I was like a, 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 a what, what's the characters? Uh, the Skulls? The Skulls? Yeah, the scrolls. And I was yeah. like, what, what's that? And they're like, oh, it's you. I'm like, oh, no, I'm Dr. Strange. No, okay. Nope. You're, you're Dr. Scroll, Dr. Strange as, or scroll as Dr. Strange or turning to Dr. Strange. Yeah, so I, I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate this. I, I, all the information you've given us and is, is fun. Um, like I said, the, you have your convention is an all-encompassing. I mean, you've got a lot going on. And it, it's it's something that I haven't seen with any other cons. Um, you know, yeah, I've seen some, you know, do the makeup. And I've seen some do, you know, the the the, 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 the costume contests and stuff like this. Um, and I've seen one maybe do a haunted house area. But you're like, I'm doing the haunted house. We're doing the horror movie makeup. We're doing the costume contest. We're doing everything. We're knocking this all out. Um, and and that that is a lot. And and good on you for being able to get that all <laughs> knocked out. That's insane. That that is that is a busy weekend for you. Uh, yeah, yeah. I can't wait to see what happens in like four to five years. When it starts growing and I can do a lot more things in my head. Oh, man. It, it's, it, next thing you know, you're going to have like a, uh, 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 you're going to have to have uh, Christine. Um, you're going to have to have the, 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 the uh, Jeepers Creepers truck. Um, 
you'll have to have the uh, uh the semi truck from uh um uh maximum overdrive and then you have a race <laughs> oh that would be amazing <laughs> see how i could do that oh man i i i i i've i've seen the christine car once and i've seen the semi truck from maximum overdrive once but i've only seen that at a car show i've never seen it at a horror movie convention so well you know i'm uh i i'm talking to uh the uh the maximum overdrive uh people right now so we might see them again soon cool 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 so um i like i said i appreciate all the work you've done uh, you're, you're putting together what looks like to be an awesome convention. Um, like I said, I, I'm planning on being there. We, um, unless something bad happens, I will be there. Um, but you know, it's, I, I, it, it is, it is a lot of stuff. I mean, you've, like I said, your guest list is amazing. Your, your event list is amazing. Your, um, you know, all the trucks you've got going in. Oh, before I forget, um, do you have photo ops available? Or is that I'm working on that. Working I'm working on, on that. It's okay. a, uh, that's, it's one of the things that I have a couple people that uh, said that they will do it. Um, and I just have to coordinate with the celebrities and see what they're interested in doing. Mm -hmm. uh, because I know that a couple of them have their, uh, their characters. And maybe I could convince them to bring that with them so that they could actually do photo ops in their okay. character um now do you the other one was was i forgot to ask do you have your uh um autograph pricing up on your website yet um autographs usually start off at like 30 dollars and go up so as soon as uh the uh as soon as the uh the celebrities agents let me know what they want to go to but I always tell everybody, you know, uh, they're they're definitely going to start at thirty and and possibly go up from there. And I know with uh, with the prices of everything going up, um, I'm not sure what to expect on on that. But I know that on the low end, it's going to be thirty. Yeah, it's uh, the last few I've went. You, it, it started at thirty. Um, actually, probably the average was forty. Um, and then it was like the if you paid for like the photo op. Uh, autograph was I think 70 for the two stuff like right. that. right it's like a, you could get a selfie and uh, an autograph picture you know and they usually do combos and stuff like that yep and and that usually I, I, I let uh, the the celebrities decide what they want to do with that some of them are really cool and they're like yeah just get a picture it's fine others uh, are you know it's a combo deal so uh, you know that's something that uh, I usually let them decide on I mean you know it depends on what they want to do with the parents um that like i said that that's great I, i'm i'm really pumped for this show um it is in uh run off the dates again location and all that fun stuff real quick yeah um, remember everybody haunted screams expo is going to be in hampton virginia september 17th and 18th of 2022 so hopefully we'll see you at haunted screams expo yeah um hey um can you go get dave for me um i got some questions for him on, on some stuff too okay not a problem all right well i will i will pause this and uh we'll say good night to you sir and uh we'll talk to dave here in a few minutes
All right, everybody. Ta-ta okay. for now. All right. Um, Latrum t disappeared on us, so he got his uh, his helper, D Dave, over here to come over and talk. Um, he's he's more than just a helper. You are a martial artist, stuntman. You you've done a lot of stuff, sir. Well, <laughs> uh, yep. I try to keep busy, so it's 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 a it's a fun life. Yeah. But, uh, we talked uh, last time. I talked to Latrum. You came in at the end after we were done. We talked uh, a little bit. Um, what 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 are your current disciplines, sir? Uh, well, uh, currently I hold a um, seventh degree black belt in Shornru, uh, which is a master instructor in uh, Shornru Okinawan hard style. Uh, I hold a uh, seventh degree black belt in Kinjitsu, which is a Japanese artist sport fighting. I am a master instructor of Arnie Stamano, uh, Filipino stick and knife fighting. And then I also hold a um, sixth degree black belt in Tongsudo, uh, which is a, a Korean form of the father form of Taekwondo. Um, then I'm an instructor for uh, CSW, which is uh, basically uh, like a uh, combative wrestling style. So that's, that's what I do. Yeah. Um we talk, you, you've done some work in some movies and, and, and done some stunts and stuff like that. Now, what, what do you prefer? Do you, do you prefer to train people to do that or do you prefer to do it yourself? Honestly, it just depends on what it is. Because, like, you know, uh, when you're on the film set and they ask certain things, like, you know, um, you get that adrenaline rush and you're like, hmm, that might be fun to try to do. Or it's been a long time since I've done that. So, yeah, I'll. I'm volunteering. I'll do that, you know, or they're like, okay, so we need this guy to fall through this window and da, 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 da. It's like, yeah, I've done that a couple of times. You know what? We will, we will make the fight happen. I'll choreograph it with these guys and you can throw him through the window. Um, but nine times out of 10, it's like, if, if it's a scene where uh, you're standing on a truck and the truck slams on the brakes and the person's on top of it and they go flying off, uh, unfortunately, I'm the one that has to do that. Or if uh, you got to get uh, lit on fire and you're just walking and falling down, and uh, they'll they'll make me do that one because of uh, liability. And they're like, "Well, you know, you're certified and you're a stunt instructor versus uh, our guy." Um, uh, the hardest part about being in uh, you know in stunt work is the the stuntmen really don't get that much credit. We do a lot of work for films and people love the films, but then people will sit there and go, oh yeah, that actor does really good. And I loved him in this movie and this movie. And I can't believe, you know, how he fights well and this and that. And it's like, okay, hold on. Movie was great. Character's great. But nine times out of 10, it's not the actor. It's the stunt double that people are forgetting about, yeah. you know? And, well, you know, people don't really uh, sit down and watch the credits at the end of the movie to go, oh, da 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 da, -da. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. That, that you know, that person was actually stunt, uh, you know, had stunt doubles instead of going, yeah, you know, this, this major actor did all his own stunt work. And, you know, it's like some of them will do a good amount of stunts as long as it's not that lethal or that hard. Um, because the, the hard thing is that people don't realize that when you're, when you're doing stunt work and, you're in front of somebody it's like okay for instance um i don't know name name an actor name somebody big uh brad pitt okay so let's talk brad pitt right so if brad pitt's doing something he goes wow you know i want to ride that motorcycle and i want to make that jump down that mountain 
and into the water. And they're like, okay, Brad, that's awesome. But if you do that and you break your leg, then the whole movie is done until your leg heals. So we got to stop production and we can't do that for, you know, the time period that it's going to take you to heal. And then we got to, we got to coordinate with everybody on getting this area again to do the film work. And that could take up to a year to two years to, to get everything rolling again if the main actor gets hurt. So instead of Brad Pitt doing that, even though he wants to, they'll be like, all right, we'll let you ride the motorcycle to this point and we'll film it so that people are like, oh, wow, he did it. He did a stunt. And then the hard part, they're going to get a stunt double to literally jump it. And if that stunt double gets hurt, they're like, okay, get the next stunt double to come in, you know, so the movie can continue on. And I think that's the, that's the hardest part that people really don't understand when it comes to stunt work. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm a, a stunt man, I, I guess connoisseur. I, I like, okay. you know, there's certain people that you look at and you're like, okay, this, you know, this guy's good. If you see this guy, you know, you watch, watching the film, you know, this guy's going to do a good stunt. Um, right. You know, people, the matrix. Um, what was funny is, is that, especially the new one, the new one that just came out, Keanu Reeves's stunt double is in the movie as a character as his alternate, what, what Keanu Reeves looks like when he looks at in the mirror, that's actually his stunt double from the old matrix movies. And that's, um, Carrie Ann Moss's husband. Cause nice. they met while they made the movie and that's how they got those two. So yeah. Um, so, you know, you see, I seen that guy cause I, I, I'm not, I can't remember his name, but I know he's a good stunt man. Um, well, it's like, it's, uh, you know, it's just like, uh, you know, it's really cool when, um, when movies will give the stuntmen an opportunity to, to be part of the actual movie as a cameo appearance. Mm -hmm. um, like when uh, the Ninja Turtles, remember in, in the 90s, the, yep. the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, came out, I actually got Michelangelo uh, right there. Oh, that's sweet. So, yeah, but um, it's, uh, it, it's really unique because uh, if you pay attention to the movie, the actual people that were in the suits they actually have a cameo appearance mm -hmm. throughout the whole entire movie. And it, it's really neat to see that, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I like it when, uh, when, when the, the stunt people get an opportunity to show uh, a real quick cameo. They're like, oh, wow, that was so-and-so. You know? uh, well, you, you got, like, was it Ernie Reyes Jr., I believe, yep. was, uh, was, he Michael, was he Michelangelo? I'm, I'm, it was Don, Donatello. Donatello, okay. Yeah, yeah, because you know, you you see him, you like, because he 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 was a um, uh, an action guy, you know. Yeah. And now now he pops up in movies now, and because uh, he was uh, the guy that beat the crap out of the Rock in the Rundown, yeah. Because he's only like was like five four or something like that. And he beat the crap yeah. He's he's a little guy. He's a yeah. little guy. Yeah. And uh, Ernie Ernie's uh Ernie's a really cool guy. Uh, me and him have uh, known each other for a while. So yeah, yeah. He's yeah. He, um, when you were talking about this, I was like, one of the coolest things I think when I when it came to stuntmen was, uh, geez, I'm trying to remember how many years ago it was now. Um, when they were given an award to to Jackie Chan, uh, Jackie Chan's out on stage and he's talking, and they bring out his entire everybody who was ever a stunt monkey for him, and he's sitting there and and they're talking and talking, and he kind of and he does one of these numbers, and then he's like. And he sees all these people that he, you know, was worked with and that have been in all of his movies. And you see him start crying. 
and yeah. you know and they talk with all these stuntmen who've worked with him over the years and he's like the one guy's like this is his watch jackie chan gave me he goes i still wear it to this day i've you know i've only taken you know i'm like wow that's crazy but yeah and and that was another one you always saw those guys in all the jackie chan movies and <laughs> and you'd start recognizing them from movie to movie <laughs> Yeah, once it once you start paying attention, it's really fun to to see how many of them are are inter interacting with each other during different movies, and you see the bad guys, and it's like you'll see like certain guys that just are in the background. They they come up and they're fighting, and they get thrown through something, and then it's like, oh wait, I saw that guy in this movie, and I saw that guy in this movie, oh, which yeah. is really cool to to start recognizing them in, in that sense. Um, I remember uh, I, I saw an interview with Jackie Chan and, and it was so funny because they were like, Hey, um, you know, Jackie, we want you, we want you to, uh, to be in, uh, the, the next, uh, movie, uh, the new, uh, martial art kid, the karate kid, you mm-hmm. know? And he's like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Great. And, uh, he goes, uh, you know, so, uh, who's going to be my, uh, who's going to be my master. And they're like, well, you were going to be the master. He goes, Oh, I, I, I forget how old I am. I thought I was going to be the kid you know and he started laughing about that so he's he's got a, a great sense of humor you know oh, man. It, it, it's um it's funny going back and and uh because every once in a while i'll be flipping through like and it'll scream and it'll say you know karate kid and it'll have the jackie chan um uh will smith's kid i can't remember his name off off the top of my head right now uh jaden smith i have him on there and i'm like that's more kung fu kid um, yeah yeah exactly exactly it's not really karate it's it's chinese but that's okay <laughs> oh man that, that's uh I, I i i this is bad i watched the jackie chan cartoon again the other day and i haven't watched it in years and, right. and they got uncle who's based on you know jack that is based on the jackie chan adventures is based on uh the operation condor character okay cool uh, yeah and so he has uncle and uncle's slightly different, but he goes, uh, they all look at uncle at uncle and he's like, and he's like, uncle doesn't speak Japanese. Uncle is Chinese. <laughs> I think, I was, uh, oh, that's great because that's, I hate to say this, but that's, that's a lot of, uh, you know, American sensibility. Um, I went to school in a small town North of here in Sydney and uh, we had a lot of foreign exchange students uh, because we were near a Honda plant. So we got a lot of Japanese kids, but we also got kids from from uh, like Thailand, Philippines, stuff like that. Right. And everybody assumed all of them were Japanese. And I'm like, he doesn't even look Japanese. Why? What? And I'm like, he's and I was like, you're, you're I was like, you're Filipino, right? And he's like, yeah. I like, because you look Filipino. I mean, I don't want to sound bad, but I was like, you look yeah they, everybody else is like he looks japanese i'm like just oh no not all asians look alike man <laughs> thank you thank you like okay so it's it's funny because it's like uh like when i'm working and everything and uh i work at, at different places uh because I, I run a security company and i get these people that come up to me and they start speaking spanish to me because they're like well uh you know what what's wrong with you and uh, i'm like i i'm sorry i don't I don't understand Spanish. I don't speak Spanish. And they're like, well, you're a disgrace to your people. I was like, hold on, wait a minute. Uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not Spanish. I'm not Mexican. Um, and they're like, what? You're not Mexican. I'm like, nope. They're like Puerto Rican. No, sorry. 
And I was like, you know, rundown at, uh, you know, um, my dad's side, you know, I'm a mutt. I am completely uh, <laughs> as American as you can get. Because on my dad's side, I have Native American, I got English, I got Scottish, and I got German. And then on my mom's side, I have Chinese, Filipino, and then uh, we have uh, Spaniard from Spain, mm-hmm. not from, you not know, from Mexico. Yeah. And they're like, they're like, so you're not Mexican. No, sorry. Oh man. It's, it's just, it's, it's so funny to, to see uh, different people's reaction. Cause you know, I got long hair and you know, uh, people will be like, Oh yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the Indian dude over there or uh, yeah, the, 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 the Mexican guy, or uh, yeah, the, the, the guy that looks like, uh, you know, uh, Merchete, you know, or when I was younger, it was like, yeah, you know, um, uh, kids used to come up to me at tournaments and stuff. They're like, hey, 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 can I get your autograph? I said, do you even know who I am? And they're like, yeah, 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 you're Ernie Reyes Jr. I was like, yeah, no, no, I'm not Ernie. But thank you for that. Um, I appreciate that. Uh, Ernie is an amazing guy, but that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> He's a... Uh... He he was pretty badass back in the day, and I I I I'm, I I I'm not sure what he's done lately, um, but holy crap, I've been I I love like Tubi and stuff like that because I I was watching it one day and it's like you like this so you like these martial arts movies right right like, because right. it always uh, it always draws it out to you know you get to watch the the different things and it's like as soon as you watch one it's like yep. Here's everything that you're going to enjoy, just based off of what you've already watched. So yeah, that's great. The the yeah. the one that gets me is the uh, um, and I can I can't remember his name, but he's the lead actor in the Raid movies. Um, but he appeared in the in the Snake Eyes movie as the Hard Master, and me and my son are sitting in the theater. There's only like ten people in the entire theater, and me and my son are watching it. When he shows up as the Hard Master, we're like oh. And he's like, <laughs> and we had, we had a friend with us going, "Why are you so excited?" I'm like, "He's a badass." Have you ever seen the raid? Go watch that. <laughs> like, um, since you're since you're a big fan of like the the old classics and stuff on, on martial arts, uh, my instructor is Tadashi Yamashita, and um, one of his uh one of his big movies that everybody liked was uh, American Ninja. He was the Black Star Ninja. Oh. Yeah. 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 So yeah. that's, that's my instructor. And, you know, he's, he's a funny guy. He, he loves to do different things. And, um, you know, he got me, he got me really uh, started with doing seminars and, and teaching me how to do that. And um, luckily through that, I've, I've really had uh, an interesting time meeting different martial artists and, and different people uh, in the industry. And I got hooked up with, um, uh, a gentleman by the name of Michael D. Pasquale, Soki Michael D. Pasquale, and he got me into doing stunt work and, and film. Um, so I was really happy about that one. And um, I remember going to um, the Action Magazine's Hall of Fame for the first time many years ago, and I got inducted into that one. And I, I remember because uh, Michael D. Pasquale uh, Soki went ahead and got me nominated for that, and I met Cynthia Rothrock there, and I met uh, Don uh, the Dragon Wilson, and 
And, you know, after years of, of meeting them and talking to them, we, we all became really close friends. And it, it's weird because, uh, you know, a person that's been into martial arts his whole life grew up watching martial art films. And it's like seeing these icons from that era that I used to watch actually right in front of me and, you know, starstruck for a little while, but now they're my friends. And it's just, it's just very strange to me still on how everything turned out. Oh, it will. Uh, I've met Cynthia Rothrock. I've met uh, um, Jim Kelly and, uh, yeah. and, and I met uh, T-Mac, the, the guy from uh, um, the last dragon and um, I, over the years. And it was funny because Cynthia Rothrock, I, you know, this is, you know, I, I guess it's been a while now. It's been almost 20 years now since I, I met her last time. But um, I'm sitting there because I, I grew up and she was always, you know, you know, China O'Brien and, and, and stuff like that. And I'm like, I walked up and I, I, I don't I, I thought she'd be taller for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> and, just, you know, little woman comes up to me she's like oh you know it's like you know and i and i i showed her i had some of my movies in the bag and and um she's like well why don't i just you know i'll just sign a picture for you real quick and i'm like okay cool and um she's like where did you get all these and i was like man i was like i don't know i was like anytime any like video store was selling a cynthia rothrock movie i jumped on it. i pulled out bought the damn thing on vhs and i still got them they're they're in, they're they're stored away but i do have them uh right and um I was like, man, I was like, I got all this. Same with like the Don the Dragon Wilson stuff. And and uh I was I was going through some stuff the other day, watching some old ones on VHS tape and uh, um the Blood Fist movies and uh, uh all that. And people are like, What what movie is this? I'm like, dude, there was a period of time when <laughs> when when people like Van Damme were making blood sport and all this stuff, so all the other right. companies started making these lower budget but bringing in these guys who were big overseas and or they were going in and and uh, i introduced my son relatively recently jeff speakman oh yeah 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 the and, perfect uh, weapon <laughs> yeah and i was like dude i love perfect weapon when that came out and yeah. uh and he's like well who's this because Jeff, Jeff did what maybe five movies and then faded into obscurity but I, I think he actually got sick so I think that's why he disappeared but I showed him perfect weapon he's like this guy never got big I was like no no nope. I was like he 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 did like one more big movie and then just kind of did you know slower and lower movies and I was like then I think he got sick and he just disappeared and um he's just like wow like, then I started digging out the other ones, and I'm like, well, this guy right here was uh, uh, Benny the Jet. He was, uh, <laughs> I was like, he was, a st he's in a lot of stuff. You see that guy in the weird, with the, I hate to say this, he had a weird face. <laughs> uh, and I was like, he's in point, he's in point, uh, gross point blank and, and all this stuff. He's a stunt man, but I was like, he did a whole bunch of stuff where he was the bad guy in a lot of yeah. more arts movies. <laughs> Like uh yeah he, he did yeah um yeah Benny Jet he's uh he's still up and running he's still doing seminars he's a great guy you know um who else uh Michael Michael J White he's still doing pretty good he's a newer actor but he's he's doing really well um yeah uh Superfoot Wallace 
He's doing really good. He's still got a huge following. But yeah, there's there's a lot of them out there. The 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 one that threw me was uh, Bolo Young, his son. Bolo Bolo has changed so much. I mean, I'm sure you you kept up with it, but you know he went from like this really big, yeah, and 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 now he's now like now he's real small, yeah, but he still he still looks amazing, and you know yeah, it's 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 really he's a really good guy. And then, then like I was watching something, and then they had his son on there, and I was like, "That's definitely his kid. He looks just like him back in the day when he was, you know, fighting Bruce Lee in Enter uh, <laughs> the Dragon." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, were, now, were you one of the kids that got hooked on martial arts because of the Bruce Lee movies, or was, or was there somebody else that got you? Um, yeah, um, I think uh, just uh, being a hyper child. My uncles uh, looked at my parents and said, uh, you should put him in martial arts. It help channel and focus that energy or else you might get in trouble. And, you know, they, they're, they were, they were right. You know, uh, you know, um, I was a very bad troubled child when I, when I was growing up and I had to justify what I was doing as, as the right thing, unfortunately. Um, I remember one time I got into a fight and I had to go to my instructor and, and, uh, you know, he, he punished me or disciplined me, Mm -hmm. you know, lack of better terms nowadays. But, um, and I told him, I said, well, I was trying to defend somebody. So that's why I used my martial arts against those people. And he was like, well, you know, you can't do that in school. And from what I understood, you, you started it. I said, well, they were talking a lot and, you know, we didn't like that. And so, uh, you know, I was one of those kids that felt that I needed to test out what I learned to make sure it still works and see what works and what doesn't work, Um, which, you know, for those people that are watching this, um, you know, don't do that. You know, martial arts is definitely for discipline and and making sure that, uh, you know, you can defend yourself. Um, Don't go looking for trouble because I remember, you know, when when you're a kid and even like some of my students, it's like you get the adults that literally go from white belt to yellow belt. And the first thing they want to do is they want to go outside and they want to look around and they're like, oh yeah, now I'll defend anybody. I'm a yellow belt. You know, it's like, good. Oh, slow, slow down. You're going to get yourself hurt. Um, but, you know, I, I, I got in a lot of trouble when I was a kid and martial arts did help focus. Um, so I'm, uh, I'm really glad where it took me. Um, because with, without the, the discipline and the martial arts, and then as I, uh, continued and came a black belt and learned that other people were looking up at me as, you know, role model, um, that I needed to start changing and, and making sure that I stayed out of trouble and I wasn't doing those bad things because I didn't want kids to, to grow up and doing those things that I was doing. So, um, you know, it did help me focus. Yeah. Uh, and I honestly don't know where I would be now if, uh, if I didn't do the martial arts. So, yeah, it's, it is, um, unfortunately where, where I live almost every time, uh, any type of dojo would sprint would be around, it wouldn't last any length of time. Uh, yeah. you know, um, I, I got lucky because literally i worked at a comic book store and there was a storefront there was a radio shack and then next to the radio shack was a, a dojo and then not including the fact that i i uh, did one because we had a, a 
we practice. I hate to say it at the Y. Um, That's okay. That's okay. Um, you practice in backyards as long yeah. as you're practicing. And you know? uh, the one is that they, they came over to the store and they gave us a stack of free of uh, 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 free lessons. Right. And so I went over there and I took the free lesson over there and, and uh, I'd already done uh, some, I started learning judo and aikido and this was uh, karate and I can't remember what, what style off the top was, God, I was a kid back then. And um, I went in there and I took my, my, my one free lesson and the sensei liked me and he's just like, just come back i was like all right so like the next you know two days later i was back there again then you know next time when my class came back around you know the the age i I was back there again and he's just like i you you show talent you know and you 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 take it all seriously because i can't i can't i can't i can't make you pay (laughs) right and and he i did pretty good um and then one day I went in and he's like, hey, because um, I got to move, you know, they, they raised the rent and they're wanting to tear this part of the store down because they're going to build something here. And I was like, oh, OK, so where do we go from now? And he's like, well, I'll, I'll get back with you when you know, it never happened. Oh, um, sorry to hear that. But uh, then, you know, but then I was still doing some Aikido and I was still doing Judo and and I did that for a while. And like I said, I was one kids I was trying to find myself you know as you go through that period of time when you're in high school and you just don't know where you belong or what you need to do and I found that and, and even though I was like going from kind of discipline to discipline it, it, it helped it helped me get on a straight and narrow for a while and kept me out of trouble yeah <laughs> and uh I I was wanting to do that again but literally the closest dojo from here is 30 minutes away it's uh monday wednesdays and fridays and i would literally get off work have to haul ass down to <laughs> 30 minutes be late because there's no way i could ever be on time because i close mm-hmm. at seven and i think they start at seven um but the guy's like man he goes i talked to my sensei he said we can work with you to get you in here and i'm like man and my wife's like i don't see you enough now right yeah so but no i still do some of my you know i still practice i still do my stances i still go through everything i still work out i still work out on the heavy bag and all that fun stuff but i just i don't have a a teacher telling me what what to and not to do so sometimes i screw up but (laughs) it happens it's all right you know and it's as long as you uh you remember your lessons and you and you keep focused on that and you you keep going you know, um, a friend of mine uh, and, and told me one time, and it always stuck in my head, which was a guy by the name of Matt Hughes. He said, uh, you know, all you need is one technique and find uh, a million ways to get to that one technique. That's all you really need to remember. Um, and I took that to heart. And, you know, so people that literally uh, learn one move and they, they like yourself, you know, it's hard to practice and it's hard to, to mm-hmm. keep moving forward. But as long as you're you're focused enough that you can actually study that one move and then just think of different ways to get to it so that you develop your own ways and then make sure that you stay focused and stay true to that one specific movement, then you, you'll be all right. 
Yeah, it, it's. Um, I mean, I, I haven't had to use it in in a bunch of years, but um, I was able to, and it just kicked in. It was one of the ones where everybody goes, "Oh, it's muscle memory." And I didn't really believe muscle memory was really that. And then yeah. um, literally a guy went to throw a punch at me and it was like, boom. And I caught him and I got him down and I got him an arm bar on the ground and he's screaming on the ground. And all of a sudden I stand up and everybody's like, where'd you learn that? I was like, I don't know. I was like 14, maybe <laughs> it's still there. I just look at people and I usually, uh, whenever something big happens and I have to put somebody on the ground, they're like, Oh my God. You know, how'd you learn that? Da, 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 da. I said, I watched lots of movies. Oh. <laughs> They're like, what? I was like, sitting on TV. <laughs> Dude, I watch a lot of, uh, of Kung Fu movies. That's, that's where I learned it. And then everybody like, really? That that works? Yeah, sure. Go do it. Go watch a bunch of Kung Fu movies. <laughs> like, um, but, I, I, you know, one of the things that I, I, I do tell people is, you know, there's there's the old phrase that people in my opinion, still get wrong, which is uh, if I say practice makes, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Perfect. Practice makes what? Okay, perfect. Perfect, mm -hmm. uh, perfect is an illusion that doesn't exist. No, it doesn't we exist. All, we all strive for that per, uh, perfection, but what is perfect? Nobody really knows. Um, so I tell everybody that, you know, practice makes habit. So it's up to us to create good habits in life, whether it's going to be in martial arts or regular life and focus on that and, and repeat it until it becomes habit you know uh, for instance like let's say let's say with kids right um kids wake up in the morning uh and they realize they hit the snooze button a couple times they gotta they gotta get to school so they throw their clothes off they run they shower and then they run downstairs they grab like something fast to get to the bus stop they get in the bus and then they go do their work school come home and instead of sitting down and doing your homework you're sitting there going oh man i just want to relax so they're going to watch tv movie whatever and then they're rushing to get their homework done and it's wrong and then next thing you know it's time for bed and they throw their clothes off and they change and they just go to sleep and pretty soon the weekend's going to come and all their stuff's all over the place and mom and dad are going hey you can go out, but you got to clean your room. And if they create good habits in life, then they get home. They go ahead and do their homework. Then they eat their dinner. And then if they have a little bit of time to watch some TV and decompress then, take their shower at night, take their clothes, put in the dirty hamper and put their pajamas on, go to sleep, wake up early in the morning, fix your bed, change out of your pajamas, put new clothes on, go downstairs, eat breakfast. And if they get into that routine, their room's going to stay clean, you know, their homework improves, lifestyle's better for them, and the next thing you know, it's like by the time Saturday comes around, hey, mom, dad, I want to go play with my friends. It's like, is your room clean? Yes, room's clean, homework's done, good, good grades, and they're like, okay, well, can't complain about anything. See you later, you know, and that's something that I try to instill, um, you know, not just uh, with my students, but people that I get to know is that create good habits in life. Because the, the more good habits you'll have, the better off and more successful you'll be as a human. Yeah, definitely. Um, what's you were talking about? You know, practice makes. You know, it's funny because this is the one one of the few things I remember because literally my sensei sensei came in. So this guy, I mean, 
I don't want to be stereotyped, but he looked like he walked off the set of a, a Shaw Brothers movie. You know, and, and he, yeah. he was literally like five foot nothing, bald, big bushy beard, um, little, little, you know, Chinese guy. Um, and we're sitting there and he was looked at me, he goes, he was telling all, all of us, he goes, you know, never stop learning. He goes, yeah. I, he goes, he goes. And I can't remember how old he said he was. He goes, you know, people go, well, I'm a master. He goes, you're not the master of anything. He goes, you, you, you will never stop being, you know, a learner. He goes, because you, you will learn until the day you die. It's and I was statement. like, that is, that is a, you know, I was like, that, because it's true. I mean, I'm, I'm an adult and there's not one day that doesn't go by that I don't learn something. And, yeah. you know. And he just did that. He said, yeah, he says, you know, you're, you're never a master. You're always a learner. He goes, and if somebody tells you they're a master, basically they're full of shit. <laughs> well, you know, and, and the thing is, it's like, you know, um, everybody asked me about becoming a black belt or becoming a, a master instructor. Mm -hmm. And it's all just titles and ranks and yeah. how long you've been studying. But um it's weird because like, let's say that you and I did a class together mm -hmm. and we grew up, we went from white belt all the way through black belt. And uh, the best way that I can describe it, there's, there's two different ways, depending on who I'm talking to. Um, let's say that, uh, you know, we're talking to people that are really hands-on people. Mm -hmm. So I would say, okay, what we're going to do is every belt level, you are literally learning a different tool. Mm -hmm. And then by the time you get up to black belt, now I'm going to give you a bunch of wood and your job is to create something out of that wood. Just because you and I have learned the exact same stuff, our skills are going to change it depending on how we are and, yeah. and how we interact with things. I might end up making a doghouse. You might make a rocking chair. You mm -hmm. know, we, we have the same skill set, but it's how we're going to take it on from there. Um, if it's somebody that, uh, is more on the the book savvy uh, type of people or you know somebody that likes to read or or write um, I usually tell them you know it's like learning your ABCs like how often do you use your ABCs and majority of the people will look at me and go oh I don't I don't really even use them anymore I'm like wrong you every time you talk you're using your ABCs you know so when when we're white belt we're literally learning ABCs when you're the next level, you start learning to form words. The next level, you, you do sentences and then paragraphs. And then you're learning, you know, essays. And then by the time you get to be a, a full-blown black belt, now your job is to take everything that you learn and write your own novel. So yeah. what are you going to write? You know, just because we have the same vocabulary doesn't mean that we're going to write the same thing. You, you know, might go ahead and write off, uh, you know, a horror uh, well, I might write a comedy or a romance, you know, so it just depends on, on who you're talking to and how they can uphold the, the knowledge of the martial arts and apply it to their lifestyle. Um, it's funny because you talk about the, the, the each level you learn a tool. Um, sure. I can't remember who told me this, but that, that literally it was almost the same thing. They go each level, every time you get a belt, it's a new tool in your tool, a toolbox. Right. That when by the time you become a black belt, then you have a full toolbox full of tools that you can build what you need to build. 
whether yes. it's and I was like and I don't know if if <laughs> where I heard it it's, it's been a long time ago but it was one of the ones and I thought that was great um but I am going to get ready to probably tie this up here soon sir sure. but uh, I I do have to ask you one more martial arts well two two questions here go for it um, yeah go to martial arts movie my go-to martial arts movie yes. wow that's a there's so many. I mean, um, oh, wow. That's a tough one. I'm a real big fan of Jackie Chan. Uh, and uh, the, the reason why is because out of a lot of the movies, I think that it, it's really cool to, to see a martial artist that will take punches and get hit and show more realistic side mm -hmm. versus somebody that's just there and goes, duk, 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 bam. And it's like, uh, realistically, you're going to get hit. So I really enjoy watching a lot of the the, uh, the the Jackie Chan movies. I was, you know, growing up, that's one of my, my biggest guys to, to keep watching. Um, I do enjoy uh, Kurosawa films. Yes. So, yeah, like, uh, um, like The Seven Samurai, uh, those styles. I really enjoy those. So, oh, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I'm not going to lie, Master of Flying Guillotine. I could watch that oh. movie over and over and over again. <laughs> I, I, and, and, and people are like, you know, I, yeah, I love Enter the Dragon. Yeah, I love Jackie Chan yeah. movies, you know, stuff like that. But for some reason, Master of the Flying Guillotine, I can, I could, somebody turn that on. I'll just be like walking through the room and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to sit down and watch this again. And I will watch it every time. That's like uh, the uh, Five Deadly Venoms. Oh, yeah. That's definitely yeah. maybe like second or third. I, I can watch. <laughs> oh my god, I love those movies. Yeah, um, you just like they specialize in this and this and this, and you're just watching them. You're like, wow, that's really cool. Um, yeah. Okay. Second question: What's your favorite movie that you've been in? Oh man, I don't know. I don't know. Because um, it, you know, it, it. To me, it's not about the the movie. It's more about the experience. Mm -hmm. and uh you know just getting to meet lots of people and interact with them in, in the film industry it, it's there's so many memories and so many different people uh indie films i like the uh i like them because uh they're they seem to be more passionate about mm -hmm. making uh films and they 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 really want to push hard um you know, bigger films, I feel a lot of pressure because when they ask you to do something, if you mess up, then you're fired. And yeah, you're right out the door, you know, so um, it's, uh, it's really tough to, to answer that one. It just um, because, you know, you, you get to meet a lot of really cool people, um, you know, and, and what do you what do you base it on? You know, because like there's there's ones that you do fight scenes for and then there's ones that you do actual stunts for um you know and then there's just ones that you help with like blowing stuff up and and just seeing the chaos and you're like yay i was part of that that's cool you know so. cool I, i'm not alive i'd probably be like the one that blows stuff up in i'm really something about blowing something up makes <laughs> yeah you're like oh. oh all right well um, I hate to rush out of here, um, but it is getting late here on my end. It's probably getting late in your end. Um, I appreciate you coming on here, and uh, we'll talk again soon. And 
tell Latrum that I will get back with him because I, like I said, I, I, as everything's going, I will be at the convention. We will be able to talk. So, yeah, yeah, looking so, forward to it, man. Looking cool, forward cool. to it, you know. So, all right, we'll, well have to, you, you have, have to get together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely go hang out, and do something over there. <laughs> All right. Well, you have a good night, sir. And I will talk to you again soon and uh, take care and uh, be careful on the movies and keep kicking ass and all that fun stuff. And like I said, I don't know how you find the time to have uh, that many black belt, uh, that many degree black belts. (laughs) It's a lifetime commitment. You just keep on trying to find new things that keep you interested and keep going. Uh, Before, before I go, how many, how many times a day do you practice? Um, currently I, I still practice once a day, uh, but it's like just running through like one day I'll do my forms and then, uh, other days I'll, I'll do some, uh, some of my, uh, joint locks with people. And then other days that I'll, I'll come back and I'll just do, uh, some of my weapon training just to relax myself. Um, but it's usually really late at night or early, early in the morning because I got a busy schedule, but I really want to get, uh, to where I can get going and, and, on a set schedule and, and put it like halfway through my day, early nights and have some friends come over and, and really have some fun. Cool. So. All right. Well, take care, sir. And I will talk to you again, but that was awesome. All right. Thank you. Right. Take care.